1: With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh, it's that time again, everybody. It's Friday. It's DFS, it's Major League Baseball, it's the Roto-Wire DFS Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia. with me on Fridays, every Friday, is Johnny McKechnie. Sergeant McKechnie, what's happening, buddy?
2: Oh, man, it's a, it's a beautiful day up here in Madison, Memorial Day weekend. I believe George Clinton is in town this evening, so I think I'm going to have to go see that. Whoa,
1: that, up. that sounds exciting, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's that's very cool. I gotta say that that already beats my Memorial Day weekend plans, and it hasn't even gotten to Memorial Day. So, uh, I mean, when
2: you when you think about bringing the funk, you think of South Central Wisconsin.
1: Yes, I think of you. I think of South Central Wisconsin. Uh, very funky uh, all the way around. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of white people dancing there. I imagine, right? That's a lot of it, it,
2: an alarming amount, and they're all gonna be drunk as hell. I imagine so. Good. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Awesome. You know what my favorite, you know, this is here's a small, I don't know, like reference. I know you're younger, but there's a great movie with Jeremy Piven called PCU. Oh yeah. You know that movie? Oh, and George Clinton plays the, the frat party. That's that. right. So great. So great. That's that's where you get the lesson. Don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see. That's not cool. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. There's a slip guy. By. Yeah. Don't be that guy. All right. So let's get to the board here. Starting pitchers. A little bit of a change. Jacob deGrom was supposed to start yesterday. He was a bargain at 11,000 yesterday, in my opinion, against the San Diego Padres. Now he's 11,000 again at Pittsburgh, not at home. At Pittsburgh, still a lineup that's kind of brutal right now. Is deGrom still as good of a play at 11K as he was yesterday as he is today now?
2: Uh, I I wouldn't say he is. I mean that that, that Padres lineup is bordering on minor leagues. So uh, I think that you know this is obviously a step up in competition. It, it's not really anything that that scares you off of Degrom per se. Um, if but at the same time, if you if if you have eight hundred dollars more, I would I would go for Scherzer against the Padres at home uh, personally over over Degrom on on the road at Pittsburgh.
1: Now I'm glad you uh, said that because I, I tend to agree. It's for $800 more. Trolling the Padres always seems like a good idea. I'm actually surprised that Scherzer wasn't more expensive.
2: I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's you know double-digit strikeouts to be had. You you got to like the win probability. You like got to like the uh, you know likelihood of the of the Nationals lineup being able to push push across a ton of runs against uh, that that Padres. Uh, against their starter and against their bullpen, against Perdomo, uh, who I believe has over a five ERA. So, uh, yeah, Scherzer, I, I imagine he cruises to the win tonight. Uh, the quality start, uh, probably as close to a lock as we're going to see on this slate. Uh, so, yeah, Scherzer, Scherzer for cash game. Uh, it would definitely be my number one here.
1: All right, so best Scherzer lineup wins tonight in cash games. I agree with John there on that. Let's get to some of the other ones now, uh, where the GPP plays, and I want to start, with Eduardo Rodriguez at 8,700. He's going against Giovanni Gallardo. Do you realize this? We're talking about now one, two, three, four, five, six straight quality starts for Eduardo Rodriguez. And in terms of FanDuel scoring, that ain't bad. Strikeout rate's been pretty good. He's only got three wins out of those six, so you know hitting 500 there in terms of wins. But so far, I'm looking at that and I'm going, hey, that's a pretty solid $8,700 return on investment.
2: I think so, too, and you're, you're kind of catching that Mariners lineup at the right time. I don't know what's going on with the Mariners right now, but uh, none of it is good, and I looked into it a little bit, and I think they're like third to last in all of baseball against left-handed pitching, uh, so the Red Sox are kind of st- uh, stacking their left-handers uh, in their rotation this weekend to kind of uh, stifle the, the Mariners even more so, so I think that Erod uh, is a guy that definitely is in play at 8,700 for sure. Uh, More so than a guy like Alex Wood, who I I think that both of us agree is having an awesome season. But, uh, you know, he's facing a Cubs lineup that's sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to facing lefties. I think they're like uh, third overall in in terms of weighted on base against lefties this year. So as much as it's been an advantage for Wood to start the year, I think that the Cubs uh, pose a lineup that, that might give Wood some trouble. And I'm glad you
1: mentioned that, too, because I, I'm kind of on the same page with you there. In fact, I'm so much on the same page that I kind of wonder, I know he's still a little expensive at 9600 but Arietta might be a great low-ownership percentage guy because Wood has pitched so well, uh, because Arietta's numbers don't really jive so far this year. I think you look at that four-and-chain you know, four GRA, almost five, and you know people will still be scared off. But the last start was very good against Milwaukee. No earned runs, six strikeouts over six innings. Uh, so he got the W there. I think Arietta might be that nice kind of low ownership uh, guy. Some of the traps tonight. Masahiro Tanaka a guy you got to stay away from. Uh, he has not been good recently. Mike Clevenger and also another one who was a holdover from Thursday's slate with rainouts. He's going against Ian Kennedy. It's 7800. Uh, this is a, a much better salary than he was the other night. I, I just you know I think he was a little bit higher on Thursday's slate, and I couldn't get my mind around that. But it's 78. I think I could deal with it a little bit more. Do you believe Clevenger or do you need to see more first?
2: Uh, I actually do. I think, you know, among the, the pitchers with, with long hair this evening, I'll have more exposure <laughs> to, to Clevenger than I will to, uh, to Grom. Um, I You know, he Griffin also has the long hair. I just want to point that uh, out. He can, he can take a hike, but. <laughs> but but for me clevenger you know he's a guy that that's really kind of fighting for that for a spot in the rotation because he he's too good to be in AAA a and he's he's not a reliever so i mean he he's he's trying to make his case right here and i think going against the royals is a, is a good way of going about that and uh you know he certainly uh showed what what he can do last weekend you know uh, shutting down the Astros, one of the best offenses in baseball, seven scoreless, uh, eight strikeouts. So the, the strikeout potential is certainly there for a guy like Clevenger. And you know for under 8,000, uh, I really do like his chances a fair bit here. So uh, he's probably my favorite GPP target uh, as far as pitchers are concerned. But I wanted to get your thoughts on Carlos Martinez being all the way down at 7,400, kind of getting the, the, the cores discount here. Um, but I still thought that uh, just kind of Martinez's style, uh, as as like a really uh, extreme ground ball pitcher, like almost two to one ground ball to fly ball uh, ratio. I think that that plays well in cores and kind of takes out some of the the venom that that you know usually you're worried about with with using pitchers out there.
1: Yeah, you know. I got to say, I think that I would steer clear from it. Because although that's all really sound logic, and yeah, maybe if you're doing different lineups, if you're doing multiple lineups, that might be one you want to throw in there in a multi entry kind of situation because the ownership will be incredibly low. Mm-hmm. But I look at some of the other contests that he's had this year in more pitcher uh, hitter friendly environments, and they haven't been great. And, and I guess my other concern with him, too, is I know he's thrown at, you know, what, nine last time out. Um, I'm not sure what the pitch count was for that for Carlos Martinez, uh, oh. but that would scare me off too. Because my my guess is that pitch count was a little bit higher than it's normally. Uh, so that following start would always tend to concern me with a guy like Martinez, who's well, frankly, more of a six inning pitcher. I mean, if you really want to go down to the bottom there, uh, my man, the uh, Venezuelan Italian Antonio Sensatella uh, at 6,300, he has not been that bad, of course. I think if you want to get real wacky and real weird, you can go up to some huge offensive guys, get all that Colorado stack in there, and you know, so far at home this year, over five starts, he's got a three seven seven ERA. So I think Sensatello might be the one that, if I'm gonna get weird, I think I'd rather get weirder there because at sixty three, I think I just gives me so much offense that I might be able to support it a little bit more. Yeah, it's uh, Friday. It's a
2: day to get weird.
1: It's Friday. P. Funk's coming, you know. George Clinton's in town. Uh, Tim Adelman's also in town in Philadelphia, which is a guy that uh, with that six ERA. Whenever you see that, that's uh, that's delicious. And I know the Phillies have not been good, but maybe just maybe it's time for some of the Philly offensive players to get going. Him, uh, Chad Cool. That's another guy to another ERA around six in the Met offense with Conforto and some of the guys like that. Reyes is playing a little bit better too recently. I think that's another offense that uh, you might be uh, sneaky non cores offenses to get into. Also, Arizona again too. That's another one at Milwaukee uh, with some interesting stuff going on that game there. Well, so yeah, let's go over.
2: There's no bronze, so that that you know right. really takes out some of the pop. And you know Thames isn't April Thames anymore. He's kind of turned into a pumpkin.
1: Yeah, which is not shocking. No. I mean, no one thought he's going to keep up that pace. I'm sure he's got another good run in him. But this is the thing I kept saying about him in season long. You got to worry about okay, what happens when we get to a point where guys start to challenge him in different ways, and the book gets out on him, and how does he make adjustments? And we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't. I think he's also been a little banged up. He's had a couple issues. He was right. sick. Then he had some leg issues. He had a couple different things going on. So uh, maybe a good buy low opportunity in season long for you too. As we're doing the DFS podcast, hey we are full service here, John. <laughs> at Roto-Wire. All bases are covered. That's what we do. All right, let's go to catcher. Top of the board, Buster Posey, 38, Yachty, 38, Wellington, Beef Castillo, 33, Gary Sanchez at 33. Uh, Of these top guys, gotta say, I'm kind of digging the Sanchez at 33 right now uh, against Kendall Graveman uh, in Yankee Stadium. I think that's a good matchup for Sanchez. if i am looking for uh, a dinger here. I think he's the guy.
2: Yeah, that that feels extremely low for a guy like Sanchez. I, I know that, um, he hasn't been like completely lighting it up uh, this week, but I mean, you know, he's a guy that you know it it just takes one at bat to really make him uh, worth worth the value there. So against Graveman, I'm, I am really surprised. You know, if it was in Oakland, uh, maybe I would I would understand that pricing a little bit more. But you know, you're, you're getting him for five hundred less than. You know, a guy like Buster Posey, who I do like a fair bit uh, tonight. Generally, I don't, I don't pay uh, that much at, at catcher. But you know, going against uh, Atlanta, I do like uh, Buster Posey's chances a fair bit. If you wanted to, I think that at thirty-eight hundred, he probably won't be super highly owned. Um, so I think that there, there is some GPP appeal there. But yeah, Sanchez seems like a, a bit of a no-brainer here. I think that uh, he makes a ton of sense there.
1: Now, you mentioned Oakland, and I got to say, I love Stephen Vogt at 2,800. If he's in the lineup today, that is a great return. The way Tanaka's been giving up home runs, you got a lefty bat in Yankee Stadium against Tanaka. Tanaka's home run rate's not been good this year, so I would certainly look to him, and I, you know, and I know we haven't gotten to him, but I don't care what the splits are. You know, Another guy with power like Chris Davis in that ballpark, uh, Oakland might be another kind of sneaky one where you might be able to get a couple of those guys in there and maybe just maybe get a dinger or two out of them. Uh, Matt Wieter's also 2,700 against Perdomo. Uh, I think that's one that you can get behind. So lots of value a catcher, actually. So if you don't want to go up to the 33, even though it's reasonable for Sanchez, I think there's other spots you can go. First base, Paul Goldschmidt, 48. Joey Votto, 45. Carpenter, 44. Rizzo, 41. Jose Abreu, 4K. Mark Reynolds, 4K. All right, let's talk about the guys who are expensive in the Colorado contest. You got Matt Carpenter at 44. You got Mark Reynolds at 4 which way would you go between the two of them? Do you like Reynolds
2: more, saving the four hundred? I, I think I do, and I, I know that I, you know went out on a limb and, and you know kind of recommended uh, the pitcher who's going to be facing Mark Reynolds earlier, but um, I still think that Reynolds at, at four thousand is a bit of a bargain here with with I like his power potential a lot more than I like Carpenter's. You know Carpenter's a guy that you know kind of death by a thousand paper cuts he can get on on yeah. A bunch of times, and, and you know, uh, get you the points that you need. But you know, I, I like the idea of Reynolds um, in that in that ballpark in that lineup. I know he's facing a ground baller, but at the same time, I, I think that Reynolds' uh, his start to the season uh, seems pretty legit. He's always been a, a, a guy that can that can take pretty much anyone uh, deep here. So I think at at four thousand, I'd prefer him over Carpenter at you know at a more expensive price tag.
1: No, I think Edwin Encarnacion is finally starting to you know, shake out of that funk. He's had a couple of uh, big games recently, a couple multi-hit games. That's what you want to see. I mean, he was just pressing, and I keep saying the same thing. I mean, the guy was hitting under 100 basically for a while with runners in scoring position. That's mm. that's not Edwin Encarnacion. He's facing a fly ball pitcher in Ian Kennedy. Uh, fly ball pitcher, home run hitter, yes, please, 3,700. Lock it up. I want tonight in my lineup for sure. Ryan Zimmerman at 3,600 now. He's gotten a little quiet lately, but with Perdomo in town, I look at that too as another spot where uh, you know it's not going to stay quiet this weekend. I think there's a lot of Nationals offense against those San Diego, uh, San Diego pitchers who we know are not very good. Anywhere else, anyone else to you float your boat in terms of uh, hitters tonight, in terms of
2: value that you might be able to get nice returns? Um, I like Justin Bohr a fair bit going against a right-hander at home. Uh, Bohr's really kind of been on a tear here. His powers, uh, it's been, it's always been legit, but I mean, uh, it kind of took him a while to really get it clicking. Uh, But this month he's been, you know, just red hot. So he's at 3,700 right now. And I think that uh, even at at that price tag, you know, if you don't want to go the Edwin Encarnacion route at the same price, I I really think that uh, Bohr is a nice play there. And I think uh, Chris Davis, uh, with a C, Chris Davis. Um, uh, if there's one Astros pitcher Sands, Mike Fires, that you'd want uh, some exposure to, it's probably Joe Musgrove. Um, I think Davis, could, Davis is the kind of guy that, you know, one swing and, and he gets you uh, where you need to be. Yeah, I,
1: I definitely feel that, too. I want to talk about Justin Smoke for a second, too, at 3,300. He's going against A.J. Griffin. Uh, this year, by the way, against uh, left-handed pitching, just so you know, Justin Smoke, four home runs, 10 RBIs in just 39 played appearances in 394 against lefties with a 1249 OPS. Hmm. So uh, 3,300, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, bargain of the day, Justin Smoke. not even close, 33. Lock it up. If you don't like the E5, you don't like that. If it's a little too expensive for you. If you're playing cash games trying to get Scherzer in there, I mean, I don't think it gets much better than Justin Smoke. All right, let's do third base over here, Nolan Arenado at home. An incredibly high forty-eight hundred Jerko forty-three. Uh, Jed Jerko with the power surge, though you know, in Colorado that power potential. I think forty-three is actually kind of fair.
2: I just I always have a hard time trusting Jerko. Maybe I'm I just like have uh, like bad memories of the San Diego times or, or whatever. But uh, I I have a hard time paying over four thousand for a guy like him when I when I can just see I watch his at bats. I watched uh, the Dodgers game last night, and it feels like he can strike out. Uh, like almost every time he comes up. So I see what you're saying there as far as, you know, his recent power surge, the power is legit. Um, But I'd probably go a a little bit of a cheaper route here um, at third base. I mean, you can get him or you can get Jake Lamb for $100 less is what I'm saying. And Lamb was on the menu last weekend. He's at uh, Miller Park this weekend. Uh, So I think he's on the menu again.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm with you there, and he's got the matchup to uh, righty-lefty, I believe, also, correct, yep. if I'm looking at it. Yep, Junior Guerra. Junior yeah, Guerra is going to start. Coming
2: off the DL, too. So. Yeah,
1: coming off the DL and against righties this year, he 325 with 1,000 OPS. Uh, I mean, doesn't get too much better than that. I, I'm with you 100% there. Cash game, Jake Lamb, for sure, if you can afford him. Or even in the tournaments, if you want to go down there, some of those other pitchers, I think you can go with Eduardo Rodriguez and get Lamb in that lineup very comfortably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel Sano at 36, Anthony Rendon has been on fire at 35. Let's chat about Rendon real fast. Uh, this is a guy who's been doing it in bunches. The overall stat line looks very good, but if you're an owner of his and you know, he's been basically, I mean, he's got four home runs in his last three contests. Uh, he's just tearing the cover off the ball. He's completely locked in. So as quiet as he was for a while, that's a red hot he's got. Now he's going to put up some zeros he's somewhere between zero and 25. Like it's one of the other. It's kind of yeah. what you're going to get with Rendon. But considering San Diego, considering at home, I think I'm, I'm going to lean towards more of the 25 area where he's going to go five times value here or somewhere around it. How do you feel about Rendon at 35 today?
2: Yeah, I tend to be a, a bit of a Rendon skeptic um, in, you know, sort of based on, on what you brought up where, you know, he'll have a great week followed up by, you know, a, a you know, a long line of offers. But uh, yeah, that, that Padres uh, factor, the Padres coming to town, I think sort of Uh, Takes away some of my skepticism there. Um, So Rendon at thirty five hundred, it feels like a bargain for for what he can give you. I think that you know twenty points, twenty plus points is certainly on the table for a guy like him. Uh, When I made my first lineup for today, Rendon was in it, Um, so I definitely like him uh, the most of like your your second tier third baseman. I might like him uh, maybe the best overall this evening.
1: Yeah, the only other guy that I can get behind, and I think it's more of a flyer than anything. I'm, I'm not feeling great about it for kind of the same reasons about Rendon. It's, you know, he's one of these all-or-nothing kind of guys, and I hate those guys with the low floor. Mm-hmm. Rendon has a low floor but a high ceiling, and Longori is another one. He's got a good matchup, lefty-righty tonight here. He's in Minnesota against Hector Santiago at 2,700. I could get behind it. I understand it. He helps you. That's one where I would feel better in the cash game when you're paired and, you know, put Scherzer there and, and you try to go a little sure. Longoria. But I'd much rather pay up, get Lamb in that lineup, uh, get Machado, one of those guys you mentioned, Musgrove earlier. I think that's a better, safer route to go. Second base, Jose Altuve, top of the board, 38. Daniel Murphy, 38. Between these two guys, same salary. Do you like uh, Daniel Murphy going against Perdomo or do you like Gossman against Altuve? Your, your homeboy, Gossman.
2: Uh, I think Gossman slowly but surely starting to kind of uh, round back into form here. So I think that he he provides a tougher matchup here than what, what Perdomo is going to be giving uh, the Nationals. So I think matchup alone, I think I give the lean to Murphy, even though probably like Altuve's upside uh, a little bit more, you know, with like the stolen base potential and, and, all, and all that. Um, but, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those guys if, you, if like, you do have the flexibility to go up that high at, at a middle infield spot. Uh, but I would I would probably give the lean to Murphy there just on the matchup.
1: Chris Archer's on the mound, and I know that's going to make some people afraid potentially of rostering Brian Dozier, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, I know this year he hasn't been great against right-handed pitching, but I, I feel like Dozier's one of these guys, if he's hot, like we saw it last year. If he gets hot and he stays hot, you got a guy and he's been hot recently. So I feel like the ownership will be super low on Dozier because of the stats against righties, because of the split, you know, the split geeks out there are going to say, Oh, you can't do it. But mm-hmm. he does hit good pitching in his career. And he is one of these guys that when he gets on a tear, you know, he can carry you for a night. And I'm looking so far, he's got double digits in the last five outings. And to me, I think that might be another fun way, low ownership guy to go. But, A guy that's got a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, does a little bit of everything there. Jonathan Villar at 3,400. Ian Kinsler, 34. Starling Castro at home. Starling Castro at home at 34 to me is a very good value always. I like Castro there. Um, I know it's a righty-righty matchup, but this is a guy with stark stark splits between home and road. He's been great at home in Yankee Stadium since getting there. Just mediocre at best on the road. Uh, Devin Travis, who has also been pretty good of late, he's only thirty three hundred. His salary continues to stay pretty low, right. despite the fact he's been hitting. He's got AJ Griffin tonight. I know it's righty on righty, but I mean, he's coming off another homer the other night.
2: I mean, why not Devin was Travis? An absolute bomb. Like I think he he's really you know fully fully turned that corner. I think he's totally locked in right now. So 3,300 really stands out as a, as like a huge steal among second basemen today for
1: 6,600. You can get him and Justin smoke. And I think that that's uh, Mm. starting to look like a little bit of a, a Toronto night, as far as I'm concerned in terms of where you want to go value wise. Uh, Anybody else here before we move on? Um, I know Logan Forsyth just came back. So his salary is at 2,700. He's super cheap, a better talent certainly than the pricing is. But he's got Arrieta. Is that enough for you, or you just the matchups too much? You stay away.
2: Um, I, you know, I think he's still kind of uh, regaining his swing. He struck out almost. He struck out four times uh, in his first game back uh, the other night. So I, I'm, I'm off of Forsyth. I've been getting pretty decent returns uh, from Brandon Phillips lately at 2,800, and he's going against a guy in, in Matt Kane that I think, you know, sneakily, I think uh, some of the Braves. Uh, might actually be worth consideration this evening. And uh, especially a guy like Phillips at, at second base where, you know, I try to tend to, you know, save a little bit um, and spend up elsewhere. So I think Phillips makes a little bit of sense. I think Brandon Drury uh, moving down at 2,600 uh, make a little bit of sense. So if, you, if you're going, you know, below like the Devin Travis or D Gordon line, then I think both of those guys are totally viable options. Uh, let's move on to shortstop where uh... – The other night, John McKechnie
1: uh, gave me uh, some props because I called the Xander Bogarts home run. I called that home run. I said, he's due. And sure enough, last night it goes yard. And I got to say, 3,700, I'm rolling it over. I'm letting it ride. I'm putting it all on Xander. Let's go. Let's uh, figure it all out.
2: I'm in. I'm in. You know, he's got the the Joe P stamp of approval. That's all (laughs) I need personally. So, well, it's
1: Giovanni Gallardo. I mean, it's really the Giovanni Gallardo stamp of approval more than mine. It's <laughs>
2: yeah. It. yeah, it's good. the soul patch. Uh, so yeah, I've,
1: it's <laughs> hard to rock that nowadays. I, you know,
2: back in the Red.
1: '90s when you know and the grunge scene, you could rock the soul patch. A little tougher, I think, nowadays to listen that to some work. ska or something. I do like the ska. I, I'm not gonna lie. I love <laughs> the real big fish. All right, uh, Gene Segura, 3500. Zach Kozart, 34, uh, and then. You've also got here, <clears throat> you've got Didi at 34 as well. Didi also been hitting the ball very well of late. Uh, I, 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 sometimes I'm just okay you know, with the righty-righty matchups, lefty-lefty. It depends. You've got to go deeper in there, but uh, Didi's got a lefty-righty matchup at home against Kendall Graveman. I think it might be some offense in this one tonight at Yankee Stadium between Graveman and Tanaka, so DD, I like. What's the deal with Zach Cozart? Why is it that as good as he's been, that the algorithm just seems to have him stuck around this 33-34 range. Do you think that's just because the ceiling isn't high? But, I mean, the floor has been four times value pretty consistently, three to four, somewhere in that range.
2: Yeah, it, I think it's just the 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 fact that he doesn't have a ton of home run potential in general, and he, he doesn't really steal bases. So I think as, as a middle infielder, that sort of you know drives his price down or keeps it down on a consistent basis. I mean, you rarely see him get above uh, 36, and, you know, so he's at 34 tonight. Uh, ball is flying out of Philadelphia earlier this week. I think part of that obviously has to do with, like, the Rockies lineup, but, you know, the, the Reds Reds lineup is nothing to sneeze at either, and Cozart always hits in a favorable part of that. So at 3,400, I, I do like him a fair bit. Uh, there's a lot to like at, at, at shortstop tonight, I think more so than usual. I think it's really loaded here, so I'm going to try to get uh, – I mean, even, even Trey Turner, who I'm usually – off of because he's he's usually you know near four thousand or the highest price shortstop or what have you. Um, and he is the highest price tonight. But I think Turner, you know, like we've been saying, getting getting exposure to that Washington uh, lineup is is really a, a you know solid strategy for this evening. So uh, yeah shortstop I'm I'm definitely thinking above three thousand.
1: Well hey, Corey Seager's a thirty one hundred too. I know he's got Arietta but and I know he hasn't been great recently but 3,100 Corey Seager is a tournament play. Yes, please. Sign me up. I think the upside there is just too big to ignore. And whether it hits or not, eh, that's what GPPs are all about, right? You got to take a little bit of risk. I would not do it in the cash game, though. No. We talked about some of those guys that, you know, well, yeah, this is a good, you know, Smoke, Travis, 3,300. Yes, those are good cash game investments if you're trying to go to DeCrom or Scherzer tonight. But I don't feel the same way about Seager because area is a little bit better also because Seager hasn't been great of late and baseball's a game of streaks, don't ever forget that. All right, baseball is here and don't get stranded out on first base without a Rotowire subscription and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free 6-month Rotowire subscription. Go to fanduel.com/rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's fanduel.com/rotowire on to the outfield. I mentioned earlier how much uh, I'm basically man crushing over Michael Conforto at 4,500. I gotta say, of all these top tier outfielders, the usual suspects of Trout and Harper and blah blah blah, kind of feeling Conforto
2: tonight, man. I just am 4,500. What do you think? I I can't blame you. I've I've watched a good bit of your Mets this week actually, and you know I'm I've, sorry, most mostly <laughs> for Conforto purposes, and yeah, he's been. Everything as advertised, um, you know, he's really kind of taken his chance to, to be in the lineup every day and completely run with it. He's pretty much the only reliable hitter in that lineup on a night-to-night basis uh, right now, and he's, you know, he's a table setter leading it off. Um, you know, he you, you feel like every night he's going to get at least one extra base hit, and against Chad Cool, I think that, that that's certainly uh, in play here. Uh, so, yeah, Conforto at 4,500 as opposed to, you know, paying All the way up to five thousand for Charlie Blackman, he's facing, you know, St. Louis's ace. Um, I think that Conforto has that nice blend of matchup and, and uh, just kind of general upside here. So uh, I'm on board with you as far as Conforto is concerned.
1: Now, Kendall Graven's given up six home runs in eight games. That's almost one per game. And I think if anybody's going to go yard and take him out there, it's going to be Judge tonight. So I don't feel bad about Judge at 41 either. I'm kind of with you. That that very top tier of outfield is almost a little bit eh, tough to gauge. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather live in this Conforto Judge area. And I'll tell you what, he's zoomed back up, but he's still not quite a four. And that's Carlos Gonzalez, who's seeing the ball much better. Uh, against Carlos Martinez, that's another one where I think you know you look at him lately a lot of three to four times value in terms of what he's returning on investment, and I think that that's a, another solid play. That's that's your sweet spot tonight for alfield right around that four thousand forty-five at the cap. I don't think I want to go up to the top of the board. I don't think it's necessary. Right. Uh, let's go to some of these other guys here. Uh, we've talked a lot this year on the podcast about Corey Dickerson and how good he's been. Uh, but lefty lefty, I right. know he's been better against lefties this year, but Uh, can you can you get there or just too much? track? Not
2: tonight. I I do uh, really. I've been uh, really happy with how Corey Dickerson's kind of turned things around and kind of gotten back to his like pre-injury Colorado days a little bit. You know, last year, I don't know what the heck was going on with him, but it seems like he's kind of regained everything like the power stroke and and all that stuff. So like I do like Corey Dickerson in general, but um, tonight against a lefty, you know, when there are some other options at that same price point or a little bit cheaper with with more favorable matchups, I'm probably staying away from Dickerson this evening.
1: All right, let's talk about Joey Bats because Jose Bautista has really uh, turned things around. As ice cold as he was to start the year, I mean that's about as red hot as he's been right now, and that's certainly mm-hmm. uh, good news for the Blue Jays. We mentioned, you know. Uh, I'm starting to go into this Blue Jay stack mode now. I'm like convincing myself into it by the end of this podcast. Uh, But, I mean, to pull up the numbers here, in May, it was at 178 with a 244 slugging. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets. Uh, Excuse me, in April. April, 178 with a 244 slugging. In May, 313 with a 638 slugging. I talk about night and day and I'll tell you what, man, uh, I like the matchup. I like where things are going. I like riding the hot hand, AJ Griffin. Uh, I think he's turning into a pumpkin as some of these other guys we mentioned earlier. So uh, I'm all in Jose Bautista. Let's do it. All blue Jays all the time, Johnny. tonight. Yeah.
2: You, yeah. My, 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 my coast on Wednesdays is a huge blue Jays fan. So I'm sure he, when he listens today, he will be very happy to hear this. <laughs> well, well,
1: they've certainly had enough adversity, to uh, start the year so Mm -hmm. uh, as you continue to get right 3600 for Chris Davis I mentioned earlier if you're looking for a tournament home run play I think against Tanaka the way he's been giving up home runs lately in that Mm -hmm. little ballpark I'm all about it who else are the values for you at outfield tonight
2: um I think a lot of people might might go the Sousa route just based on you know what he was able to do the other day but that kind of Feels a little bit like a trap to me. Uh, you know, uh, the price is right at at thirty three hundred, and he does get the lefty uh, matchup here. But um, I, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to kind of hit have that sort of repeat performance to to where uh, he gets that return that you need. Uh, Hernan Perez, I imagine he's going to get the start. He's going to be kind of a regular in that in that Brewers lineup now that Braun's out again with the calf. Um, so I like his matchup against Godley a fair bit. I, I don't think that Godley's going to be able to shut uh, that Brewers offense down for the second day in a row, uh, Bellinger down to just 3,200. I, I think that we're seeing a, a fair bit of these Dodgers uh, kind of have uh, depressed price points because of their because of the fact that they're facing Arrieta. But, you know, I think that, you know, when you have the home run potential from a left handed bat uh, like you do in Bellinger, I think that he definitely uh, makes a bit of sense as well. All right, you got Justin Upton coming off a big
1: game here last night. I know he's been ice cold for a while, and the salary reflects that at 2700 However, he's facing a guy and Tyler Danish who's got a 10.80 ERA, and I don't know how this happened, but Justin Upton's just $2,700. i will roll the dice with Justin Upton. I know he's frustrating, but he's got power, he's got speed, and in the tournament play, let me tell you, that's a guy when he goes off, if he can go off for, you know, 40 points tonight, that's an incredible return right there on a the $2,700 salary before we head out. Anybody, uh, any last thoughts on outfield or anything else,
2: Johnny? Well, I think, uh, just to kind of piggybacking on your point about the, the Tigers, I think that they make, uh, some sense as far as, uh, the, uh, this slate is concerned because Danish, uh, looked into his, his minor league numbers a little bit too. That guy doesn't strike anybody out even at AAA, So I think that the, the Tigers are going to be able to be patient, uh, you know, even though that's sort of against their, their sort of MO in, in general at, with their at-bats, but, uh, you know, guys like uh, Miggy or J.D. Martinez and Upton, if you if you can, you know, find a way to get, you know, a few of the top six Tigers hitters into your lineup, I think that they make a fair bit of sense just because I think Danish uh, is going to get lit. I, I don't think he's going to be able to to last more than four innings. I know the White Sox have had a pretty effective um, – bullpen this year, but this is going to be the second game of a doubleheader, I think, so uh, they might have already been taxed from from the first game here, so I think the Tigers, uh, you know, sort of off the under the radar a little bit, I think they make a bunch of sense for this evening.
1: There's a lot of non-Colorado stack options tonight. We mentioned the Blue Jays, you mentioned the Tigers, just double-check on the weather there, but the weather actually might be in your favor because as long as there's delays or whatnot, that might scare some people off, which is great for ownership percentage. I mean, even Orabel Herrera, twenty seven is a guy that I would I would love to throw in there tonight if think he's got a good spot with against Adelman, but he's been so bad and considering for twenty seven hundred same salary, I can have Upton with way right. more power potential, I'm gonna lean that way, but uh, that's how it looks. So it's not necessarily all Colorado tonight. So don't go crazy over there. There's a lot of other offense to be had. We mentioned the Yankees and A's. We've mentioned uh, Milwaukee a little bit. We've mentioned uh, Toronto. So, uh, spread it around a little bit. Spread the love. That's what we want to do on daily. this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, for Johnny McKechnie, I'm Joe Pizapia. You can follow him over on Twitter at Johnny McKechnie. Follow me at Joe Pizapia17. And for everybody here at RotoWire, have a great Memorial Day weekend and have a great night of daily fantasy.